You know, I often tell sort of prospective clients like, hey, this is the least sexy part, but this is most likely one of the most important parts. It's, a, it's that day-to-day -day grind. You know, we spend time in our client accounts every day, leaning on our system combined with the hands-on management piece to make sure that we're, you know, being as productive with the ad spend as we can. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Ad Project Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joe Shellard from Ad Advance, and today I am joined by Mr. Jeremy Bugby from Ad Advance. So, Jeremy, it's awesome to have you on the podcast. Hey, Joe. Thanks for having me. I'm definitely excited to be here. Yeah, yeah. And so we'll have Jeremy do a quick interview or overview kind of of his background and everything in a second. But for the podcast, what we really wanted to focus on today is going through and doing account audits. We see a lot of different trends. And Jeremy, as our business development lead, he gets to see a lot of accounts overall. And so what we wanted to go through is kind of hit on some key items where we always or we tend to see a lot of opportunity on when reviewing different accounts. So that's what we're planning to cover for the podcast. But before we get into that, Jeremy, maybe if you want to just give a quick overview on kind of background, how you joined Ad Advance and what you do. Yeah, for sure. So I do have a, a kind of a finance background. I have an, an, an accounting bachelor's degree and an MBA, you know, worked in the banking system for a while and then also worked in the oil and gas industry, which is which is where I met Joe. So I have a good background of analyzing data and things like that, which really lent itself well to moving into this space while I didn't have good digital marketing experience. You know, the ability to, to analyze and make sense out of large sets of data really converted well. Um, so, so yeah, and, and not only that, I definitely love to talk to people. I'm a little bit of a, a people person. So I like to connect with people and figure out what their what their struggles or challenges are and figure out how we can help them overcome those challenges. Yep. Yeah. So Jeremy started with us as an account executive, worked with a lot of clients, and now he works more on our new client side where he's constantly reviewing different accounts that are coming in, checking for opportunity. And if there is opportunity, then just starting to walk through how we can potentially help them overall. So what would you say? I mean, it's at least hundreds of accounts that you've been able to review. <laughs> yeah, at, It's been a lot. It has. At, at this point in time, I've had the opportunity to take a deep dive review into quite a large number of accounts. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. You know, oftentimes we jump in there and we see a lot of great opportunities and there are a lot of things that we start to see time and time again. But then there are those occasions where we jump in there and we're like, hey, things look really good here. You know, yeah. and we always want to make make sure that we're very transparent on, on what we're seeing and where we really feel like we can come in and add value. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I just had one of those calls last week where, you know, it was surprising. We got in and it's like, man, this looks great. And it's like, hey, no changes needed. Give whoever is optimizing your campaigns a thumbs up, but usually that's not the case. <laughs> yeah. So um, we'll, and for this podcast, we're going to be focusing on the sponsored ad side when we're talking through these different account reviews. Just note, we're always doing this, the kind of the same thing for DSP and that could potentially be another episode that we do in the future, just kind of looking for DSP opportunities, but it really ties through items like that we just covered with say Tony Miller, where we were walking through like both local and higher funnel strategies for DSP. So for this podcast, we'll really focus in on the sponsored ad side, since that's where a lot of our account reviews have dug into. So, so Jeremy, as you've been digging into accounts, I guess we'll just start with kind of what, what's the biggest opportunity item that you tend to see or the most common one that you see once you're, once you're looking at people's accounts? 
Sure. Yeah. And I would, I would have to say, you know, creating a full funnel structure, you know, not having gaps in that full funnel structure is probably the, the most common thing that I see. And, and we can dive into what exactly I mean by the, that full funnel structure and kind of like how we like to see that. So, you know, we love to, for any product or product groups, we love to have a primary campaign series that consists of an auto campaign that we, that we leverage to be a true discovery campaign. And what that's doing is that's feeding down funnel manual campaigns where we're harvesting those targets from that auto campaign and moving them down the funnel where we can really place control and emphasis on them in in those manual campaigns. So we like to do that for any any product or product group where there's unique searchable attributes for those products or product groups. And so oftentimes I find that that's just simply not happening, that people just are leaving these auto campaigns running. They're not harvesting targets. They're not setting negatives in those auto campaign levels if they do move, move those down those targets down to manual campaigns. So oftentimes there's just not a, not a funnel process in place to efficiently move those targets down the funnel. And so oftentimes it, it can lead to a little bit of inefficiency with your ad spend because you you could be getting impressions maybe for the same targets in, in both campaign types. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And one other one that we see quite a bit and in terms of opportunity isn't quite as high, but is an easy one to do is cross sharing high performing targets between the different ad types too. So like one common one we, we tend to find is we've got some great product targeting campaigns set up for sponsored products, but we're not sharing those with sponsored display. And yep, sponsor display tends to take up about 5% of overall ad spend. So, you know, in terms of upside, it's definitely limited in terms of the placements that are there. But it's a really easy tool to implement and another ad type that we should definitely add into our arsenal. So I would say many, many times when we're doing the reviews... We're seeing product targets that, you know, they may have a, a campaign funnel set up for the sponsor product side, but let's cross share these uh, product targets between the different ad types as we go and sharing it with sponsor display is a great opportunity that we have. Yeah. And you bring up a good point there. We love to, you know, when those product targets convert an auto campaign, we, we love to bring those down to a product targeting ad group in the manual campaign. When we see good conversions there, we want also want to make sure that we're doing those in, to your point in the sponsor display campaigns too. So, so yeah, that's another thing that, that we, we love to do and we just don't see that, that happening very effectively. Sure. Sure. Yep. So we've got the campaign funnels. And when we're talking about campaign funnels too, we're really talking about like those, those base strategies that we have for our different products. So there's always going to be the other strategies that we're implementing too, like, like ranking campaigns or catch all campaigns or just all these different like product specific campaigns. But when we're talking about campaign funnel structure, that's just kind of like the base foundation that you're building up. And as we've covered before in previous podcasts, really, what we're trying to do is we're trying to start, you start broader at the base of the funnel and then you get more targeted as you go up the funnel or down the funnel, depending on how you're looking at the funnel. Again, essentially once you get up to the point, now at that point, we're getting to more manual exact campaigns where we've got specific bids for all these different items. And essentially we can just get much more targeted and have much more control overall. And this tends to lead to better results. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, so what else do you see for opportunities? You know, another big thing that I see is the utilization of placement settings. And I think it's often 
overlooked and maybe maybe under misunderstood a little bit. You know, I, I either see a significant underutilization of placement settings or a misuse of the settings. You know, for example, I, I occasionally will jump into an account and see people have placement settings at, you know, a 250% boost for top of search placements. You know, so so that's a little bit outside of the way that we like to utilize them. So yeah, a, a big piece that I'm seeing is just again, underutilize or, or misuse. So, so what we like to do um, is we like to jump in there for those sponsored product campaigns. And we love to use a, a top of um, search bid modifier to help us efficiently gain those top of search ad placements. You know, f- I think something that is, that is misunderstood is the, an appropriately set bid combined with a nice top of search placement to g- efficiently get those top of search placements that we know typically convert about two times better than other ad placements. So oftentimes when I jump into an account and see either the underutilized feature or maybe a misuse of the setting itself, that's a place that we can really come in, leverage data, and and really align and again, an appropriately set bid with a nice top of search placement setting. Yeah. Yeah. And so what Jeremy's really getting into is the, for sponsor products campaigns, which is traditionally going to take up the majority of our spend on the sponsored ad side. For our placement adjustments, we can provide our boost for either top of search or product page placements. And what we're consistently seeing, and I thought this would go down over time, but I'm actually seeing it get even stronger too, is the conversion rate increase or the conversion rate boost that you see from top of search compared to the rest of the sponsor product ad types. So it actually seems to be getting stronger. I'm currently, it's actually going through the data for a post that we're putting together in the future. And I mean, the the conversion rate multiple that we are seeing is over 2x greater than product page or rest of search, which is pretty wild. And so if you look at it in terms of returns for your advertising spend, so if that click or if that placement is more than twice as likely to lead to a sale, I can theoretically pay twice as much or a little bit more than twice as much for that click and still get the same return or ACOS or ROAS. And so what we're seeing is that when people are not providing placement adjustments or they're not doing them systematically, one, you can be giving up a lot of those top of search placements, which convert really well. And they also have great click through rate and the conversion rates is all a bunch of ranking benefits there too. Or in other instances, they might be going crazy on it, but there's no systematic way to really review it. And you could be wasting spend too. Yeah. And and so I think it's just bringing that like systematic approach to how you're approaching the placements is where we see a ton of opportunity. Yeah, and you hit, you hit the nail on the head with that systematic approach. We want to make sure, again, we're pairing that right bid with the right top of search placement. It's not just, hey, let's get super aggressive with this top of search placement because we're going to guarantee we're going to get that top of search placement every time. We want to make sure that we're getting that top of search placement where it's going to lead to a conversion. So just to take a step back, you know, a lot of times what we are looking at when I'm doing those account reviews is I'm taking a look at, you know, product level and account level conversion rates, and then comparing that to where they are utilizing the feature and what the conversion rates look like there. And to your point, I'm surprised too that we continue to see that 
convert very strong. And I thought over time it would decline too, as more and more people continue to, to utilize that and leverage it in a, a positive way or, or the right manner. But it seems like we're just continuing to see good, strong conversions and maybe even increasing at the top of search. Sure. And one reason for that too is as Amazon continues to expand the ads that are showing up on top of search, you have to keep scrolling down even further to get to the organic rankings, which is pushing more people to just click on the ads, which I think then leads to some stronger conversions too. So yeah, it's definitely something we'll continue to watch. But you know, high level overview, top of search sponsor product ads continue to perform really well. And if you look in terms of their efficiency from a cost to performance standpoint, they're one of the most efficient ads that we have, even though you have to bid up to get those placements. So definitely something to focus on for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So what's another item that you, you typically see? You know, probably the most least exciting, I guess, is really the, the mitigation of unproductive spend and just the the day-to-day -day grind of, you know, optimization as, as you go. So a lot of times when I jump into client accounts, there's a, there's a significant amount of unproductive spend. And if you're doing things, if, if you're advertising, leveraging PPC, you're always going to have some level of unproductive spend. But what we want to do is we want to look at opportunities for us to, to reallocate, to mitigate some of that unproductive spend and push that to where we're seeing good conversions. And typically, that's something that we're, we're really good at, especially in the early stages when we jump into a new client account. We really, we, we really have a knack for you know, identifying that unproductive spend and pushing that to where we're seeing good conversions. And then we also are looking at, you know, to my point about bid, ongoing bid optimizations, you know, we're always kind of looking at, out, at outliers, those things that are underperforming in relation to the rest of the account, we want to understand why. You know, what targets are underperforming in terms of conversion rate, A cost, things like that. And we want to understand why and make optimizations, you know, decisions on how to optimize based on the reasons why they're performing the way they are. And on the other side of that spectrum is, are there opportunities for us to get more aggressive, drive additional volume for those targets that are that are performing really well, like outpacing the rest of the account, but maybe they're we're, we're underbidding or just not being as aggressive as we could be. So, so again, Joe, in in a nutshell, what I'm saying is, you know, generally when we jump into a, an account, there's a good amount of unproductive spend, and then there's just the day to day grind of optimization where we can really add value to squeeze as much juice out of those good performing targets as we can, or improve the ad spend efficiency for those targets that are just, you know, underperforming in relation to the rest of the account. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. And when we're looking at accounts, we'll, we'll do a deep dive and see, all right, which, which target should we really be setting as negative? And if you want our perspective on kind of how we approach that, Matt and I did a podcast a while ago that you can go back on how we approach negative keywords. But essentially, we're looking at overall conversion rate, comparing that to the lifetime data that we have for these different targets. And then if they're not meeting those thresholds, we'll set them as negative. But then there's also just the, the intuition deep dive you can do too. Um, you you don't need statistically significant data to be able to figure out that some of these keywords are just not relevant <laughs> and are not going to convert. And so I think that's one piece that people miss too, especially going through like taking a more automated approach. There's a lot of intuition that you can involve there too, to get rid of some of this uh, wasted spend. And then like Jeremy is saying too, in terms of bid optimization, I mean, so personally I started as a seller. 
And so I understand that carving out the time to go through and wade through and negative keywords and just fine tune bids. It's probably not the most exciting part of your week. <laughs> Personally, we love it. But as a seller, I totally get that. And so we do see a lot of opportunity there. So there's one where it's, all right, we're spending way too much on these keywords that aren't converting and we should just cut spend way back. We're going to lose some impressions, but then we're going to save a lot of spend that we can either reallocate or we can just save overall wasted ad spend, which helps our margins. And then there's the other side of it where we could have some keywords that are doing really well but they're under bid right now and let's increase their bids or increase like say top of search adjustments to start getting some more impressions. This is going to lead to more sales. You get the extra sales history and the higher conversions. Now that this can get to better organic rankings, which can now really help profits. And so that, that's another key piece that, that I see too. It's the not as we'll frame it up as not as exciting things to do, but it's all the day to day stuff that really adds up over time and with how competitive the market is really you need all these different pieces to flow together yeah and that's exactly it you know i often tell tell the clients or prospective clients like hey this is the least sexy part but this is most likely one of the most important parts. It's it's that day-to-day -day grind. You know, we spend time in our client accounts every day. We're, we're leaning on our system combined with the hands-on management piece to make sure that we're, you know, being as productive with the ad spend as we can. And we're looking at all of those outliers. So again, it's kind of a, a, a manual plus a hands-on approach to, to try to, you know, be as efficient with the ad spend as we can. But again, you know, it's it's not realistic for people to think that they're gonna, you're going to remove all of the unproductive spend because again, with PP, there's always just going to be some level of unproductive spend. What we want to do is try to analyze where is that productive spend, why is it there, and what we can do to make it as minimal as possible to drive as much as much sales volume as possible within your targets and your goals and all of those those good fun factors. Yep, yeah. And, and so we're going through how we approach it, and you know, there's the fully managed options like we have as an agency. But note that there's a ton of great tools too that get these basics really well. And so being able to systematically go through negatives and set bids. If you feel like you don't have the time to personally go in there to do it, or you're just kind of pushing it off as you go, this is a piece where those tools can be a really great option too, to fine tune the bids, go through these different negatives and just make sure that you're fully utilizing that spend. So we're kind of going through our approach from the agency perspective, but this is a great spot where tools can come into play, especially on like bid optimization and negatives. It's a pretty systematic approach, but what I would say is also throw in that intuition to because there's going to be some that you can weed out where you don't need the data to specifically tell you. Yeah, absolutely. I agree 100%. There are a lot of great tools out there that can help with that. Um, so, yeah. I, I would say, so one other item that, that I see come up quite a bit too is... So we just spent a lot of time talking through fundamentals. And so there's some accounts that come in and they've got all the fundamentals nailed. So they've got their campaign funnel structures. We've got our placement adjustments. They're set in a pretty good spot. Bid optimization and negatives look pretty good. But what I think that some people are missing is just that overall strategic context on how advertising ties in. 
and getting outside of just the traditional campaign funnel structure. So for instance, once we get into really competitive categories, we may need to establish ranking campaigns. And so ranking campaigns, if we just try to optimize based off of ACoS, um, probably not going to be the right strategy. For ranking campaigns, we want to get much more aggressive. We want to drive that sales history, that sales volume, get the highest converting placements, get those high click-through rates. This all adds up and can help boost our organic rankings where we then get the profits from it. There's other outside strategies that we can implement too. And so a lot of times, like what I'm seeing recently is just people looking for that next stage, which is kind of that strategic context that goes with their different products. I mean, what's your take on that? I, yeah, I totally agree. You know, it's, we do come in contact with some really seasoned veterans who have been in this space for a long time. They've launched a brand and they've got built it up. They've done a really nice job in terms of feature utilization and they've hit some kind of a, a roadblock or a plateau and they're really kind of looking to take that strategy to the next level. And that's where we want to take a look at what is it you're trying to achieve all the way down to the individual product level and then say, okay, you know, we're going to have this core campaign structure that's kind of designed to efficiently drive good sales volume, but then where can we leverage these these niche campaign type strategies to help you achieve those other the other goals? So like Joe mentioned, ranking campaigns and ranking strategies, that's something we love to deploy and we don't see very often. We don't we don't see people dedicating a specific campaign type and maybe a, a small subset of budget to a very specific strategy for that that product or subset of products. So you're absolutely right. You know, we want to we want to take a very strategic approach, taking a look at all of your products and then saying, okay, what is it we're trying to achieve with all of these products? And then make sure we're leveraging all the campaign types available to us to achieve those those goals. I agree. And so I, I think probably the last point is just taking your advertising down to a product by product level and trying to set those goals on what are we truly trying to achieve with advertising. So this really depends on how competitive the category is, where your product's at in the life cycle. So if it's a brand new product launch, we're going to be looking at advertising a lot differently than that very established product in a non-competitive market where maybe we can peel back advertising spend and then we can focus on those new products. Determining what we should be setting for our targets, even with our base strategies, like in terms of like ACOS. Well, what's a good ACOS target that we should set and we could ratchet things up or down? And for ranking, so if we've got a competitor who is just stealing market share, now let's implement some conquesting campaigns and establish a ranking campaign for those five major keywords that we know we want to rank for. And just allocating the budgets between all those and kind of varying like how you look at the whole landscape. That would probably be my last piece to end on is just make sure you're taking a step back and looking at your advertising as a whole, because I see a lot of people who focus on the fundamentals and all the the nuts and bolts, but then kind of miss the bigger picture on how these tie in and what we should be really focusing on. So I guess what's your take? Yeah, I would agree wholeheartedly. It's, you know, sometimes people are, you know, they're, they're diving in, they're getting educated, they're listening to podcasts, they're watching YouTube videos, and they're, they're, they're students of Amazon PPC, and they're deploying really good use of the basics. And sometimes, like you said, when you're in the trenches, and you're in the weeds, it's sometimes you, you lose sight of the big picture and what you're trying to achieve on a, on a holistic strategic level. So if you take a step back and think, okay, what am I trying to achieve not only with this brand, 
with my account, but all the way down to the individual product level. And then just think through that and make sure that you have a strategic pathway to get to those goals. I think you bring up a great point. That, that is something that is often, often overlooked and, and again, misunderstood potentially. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And over, I mean, just, just to end, we'll, we'll end with a little plug, but I'll put a, a nuance in there too, or a little asterisk that there are a ton of great resources out there. Like for some of these items that we just talked about, there's great tools that you can implement too. There's so many awesome people who are in the space that can provide that extra level of strategic guidance as you go. And, you know, people like us who are trying to put out posts and content and everything too, a ton of great resources. I will put in a little plug if you want to do a free campaign review, we have a cool tool on our website that'll kind of break out feature utilization as you go. So it'll even give you a little grade and show you stuff over time. And so totally free to sign up for. Um, you can just go to our website at advanced.com. Or if you want a campaign review, Jeremy's always digging into these. So you can feel free to reach out to Jeremy directly. Email Jeremy at, at advanced.com. Yeah, and I know Jeremy would be more than happy to, to take a look. Yeah, great plug. Joe. People really love our free account review tool. No strings attached. We, we want to be good stewards in the space so we can offer some help, give you some tips and tricks. You know, we're happy to do so. If we end up working together, that's great. If not, again, we're just happy to help out where we can. So absolutely, I'd be happy to take a deep dive where you can just sign up right on our website like, like Joe had mentioned there. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and like we said at the beginning too, there's multiple of these that we get in and things look awesome too. So <laughs> like, and th those are fun too, because then you just get to talk about the, the couple of key details that you saw. So um, overall, yep. Like we said, ton of great resources out there. So we're just one option, but just know that that option's available. So as, as always, like first off, Jeremy, appreciate you being a guest and coming on the podcast. Wow, the pleasure is all mine. Happy to be here. Yeah. And as always, really appreciate you taking the time to listen to the podcast. If you're on a device where you can leave a review for the podcast, we always appreciate that. Or feel free to reach out to me personally if there's any topics that you want to hear going forward. So as always, uh, thanks for listening to the Ad Project Podcast, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you.